0: Welcome to It's Not That Deep, with me, Lucy Woods, a mindfulness teacher, and me, Adrienne Kirk, a psychotherapist. Every episode, we discuss
1: navigating the messiness of everyday life.
0: We know it's a big subject, but we will do our best to discuss it lightly and make some sense of it all. In this episode, we are exploring, why do we get embarrassed? And I think it's always helpful to start, isn't it, with looking at what that let's call it an emotion or reaction, where that comes from, what it stems from, why we um, react in that way. So can you give us any insight into the, its evolutionary purpose? Yeah, sure. I think that um, it, from, a,
1: from a sort of psychological perspective, embarrassment is, is part of uh, shame. Okay, which is like a big label
0: yeah.
1: um, that, that hangs over all of these things. And, and you can kind of think of shame as a, as a collection of related uh, experiences that go from kind of mild to toxic, right? So, so we go from things like um, feeling exposed, embarrassed, self-conscious, things that we feel quite often,
0: sometimes. Coming out of the loo with a bit of tissue paper hanging off the back of your shoe, or, yeah. or something really kind of normal that's probably happened to everyone, yeah. but leaves us feeling a little bit, maybe quite a lot, you know, embarrassed. And, yeah.
1: ah. mine, is a, mine is turning up to meet friends and then not wearing something that's sort of... I've either gone massively casual or massively overdressed compared to everyone else, and for some reason I find that deeply embarrassing and, and makes me really really self-conscious
0: maybe it's a kind of standing out then, yeah. isn't it that it's a looking different or feeling different in some way mm, and that, you're not fitting in not fitting in yeah. yeah yeah it so often comes back to that sense of wanting to be part of the tribe mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely absolutely
1: and at the kind of the other end we've got things like a humiliation um feeling mortified, um, feeling alienated you know that sense of disgrace that we that we get are are really big things um and those are the sort of things that kind of crop up in my consulting room
0: right and and these are the things that have come evolutionarily i heard someone use it i think it is a word unless they were also making it up um these things (laughs) have had this evolutionary purpose haven't they yeah as I was sort of saying about not feeling part of the tribe, or that fear we might get cast out. Once we get cast out, we're on our own, starving, and you know, yeah. more vulnerable to the saber-toothed tigers.
1: Exactly. So, as as mammals, we are uh, we are relational. So everything is in relation to others. And of course, as as you as you say, as as a as a baby, as a small child, we have to be in relation to someone else, usually a mother, f- for food, um, and. And so that sense of sort of shame, embarrassment, whatever, what that does is it helps us to regulate our connections with people. Mm-hmm. So to notice when we've upset someone, when we've, you know, when we've, we've, um, We've done harm uh, to to the relationship.
0: So it modifies our behavior. yeah, absolutely. That's not always helpful, is it? Particularly if it's a a mother that's inducing the shame or something. that can be so hard then to to work out how it's supposed to be because that isn't the relationship you'd necessarily expect, is it? No,
1: absolutely. So, so is it, like other things that we've talked about there's a there's an evolutionary imperative for it um, because if we don't if we don't care if we're not attached to other people then there is no such thing as shame right because if it doesn't matter to us then it's not it's not yeah. something that's going to bother us so so it's really helpful in that sort of learning how to be part of the community however because because our brains generalise everything you know if we're in a situation as a child where we have um, inconsistent parenting so all of a sudden we're in trouble and we didn't know why and we're being called out in public or shouted at or ignored when that exact same behaviour on previous occasions has has been been, has been fine or even encouraged um, then those are the sorts of situations that that lead to us internalising that shame. And that's where we develop into somebody who gets embarrassed really easily or who doesn't like to be the centre of attention or even have any attention, who likes to be on the the sidelines, who finds it overwhelming.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And if, let's say, uh, an embarrassment, a, a shameful reaction was something that in itself was told, we shouldn't. That shouldn't happen. And we're suppressing that. It must kind of compound it even more, mustn't it? Like, oh no, I'm someone that gets embarrassed really easily. But this draws attention to me. I've worked with people who kind of have a rash, that starts here and works its way up. And, um, you know, that in itself becomes a source of the shame, even though it's it's the embarrassment that started it. Yeah. And then in in the embarrassment of the embarrassment has kind of made it even worse. Yeah. These things must you know, all feed into each other, this sort of suppression of it. We talk very much, don't we, about allowing ourselves to feel even the most challenging of emotions. That's actually an example of where just letting the rash come might be a more helpful kind of thing than trying to suppress that in some way would
1: you agree oh absolutely yeah yes because physiologically what happens when we're embarrassed is that we we drop our eyes we stop making eye contact we blush you know as you say we you know and that rash can 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 be it's not just the face It, it can it can be all over and that draws attention to us and like all of those sorts of things you know the more we fight that the worse it gets right so now we're ashamed of that and that's that's having that's activating the nervous system yeah. um, which is creating more vasodilation which is creating more redness and and so it goes on
0: yeah I mean just as you're talking about it I'm just feeling into my own feeling of you know when something's really cringely embarrassing mm. and you know my tendency is also to get upset like there's a I get that burning in the cheeks I don't get the chest rash or the neck rash but a sort of burning in my cheeks and a and a stingy eye thing where at any moment I could just you know ball my eyes out I think yeah and, and and that is really interesting I think for everyone listening to recognize that we're not all the same in the way that our body responds no. that's why in mindfulness we spend so much time initially connecting back with the body so that I know what mine does because yeah. there's no one way and the way I feel when I'm angry might be very different to when I'm sad when I'm embarrassed um yeah absolutely and my embarrassment certainly when I was
1: younger would be to become really defensive and quite angry about the situation um which would lead to angry tears right and 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 sort of stomping off in a in a in a fit peak
0: oh yeah
1: I can relate to that so it's still a want to be right now yeah absolutely so 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 you're right that 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 being aware of what's happening in our bodies is really helpful in terms of kind of understanding what's going on and to or, lead to a level of acceptance yeah. about, about what's
0: happening. Or, or what we might choose to do yes. next. Yes. You know, yeah. and what might be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, so it's fascinating, isn't it? Because all of these things that come from our evolutionary makeup have found a new way of being with the world that we're in now. Um, so we're not going to necessarily get cast out to the wilderness and, and not survive be- because there's no food or saber tooth tigers coming along, but that feeling of exclusion or or even just upsetting someone, I suppose, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we care about is still so strong and 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 visceral. And
1: with with social media, you know calling people out and uh and inducing embarrassment and particularly you know I was saying about situations where you hadn't realized that that would that would be the outcome mm-hmm. right when we're, when we're children um i think social media does that as well somebody puts out a post with all good intentions and then gets and oh. then gets slapped down and that shame you know which is now it feels like it's everywhere yeah. for that person because it's all over social media.
0: Yeah. Have you, um, I, I don't, do you know John Ronson? He's yes. A Guardian journalist. He wrote a book, um, So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Yeah. Um, and it explores exactly that a number of different cases where people have done something relatively innocuous in their world um, that had been misinterpreted or perhaps it did lack a bit of thought but it's a bit clumsy A bit clumsy but actually yeah. not that deep <laughs> but really was you know blown up mm-hmm. all over social media and has ruined people's lives yeah and
1: know? and we we're all going to do that right we're all we, we're all going to phrase things in a clumsy way generalize what we didn't quite mean to there's not know. always a
0: public record of it yes. though, and because of social yeah. media because of the internet you can't erase this stuff can no
1: you? no but we're humans mm. so we make mistakes but the and you're right that that it's out there and you know and there are sort of people who who seem to take pleasure in 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 being offended by these things right and, and holding hide the, behind absolutely and holding us all to a to a to a level that we can't maintain permanently
0: you know where's the compassion and kindness? Yeah. Of, actually we're all human yeah. I mean, and, and yeah that's it's, it's really it's really interesting where where's their pleasure in humiliating someone else i don't i don't understand that you know if i see that someone is embarrassed because i can relate to it yeah there's that urge to kind of try and help them get out of that yes you know not to have any kind of schadenfreude around oh you also get embarrassed but oh god i can relate to that so deeply that i want to you know say it's okay it's fine it's fine it's up to rush in and yeah. save yeah rushing and save <laughs> oh dear yes well why do we have patterns of behavior could be another podcast do, yeah
1: absolutely absolutely and you know it can have real real impacts on people's lives you know I remember as a as a quite a small child um, being kind of called out um, at at a family party for having a loud laugh and and I don't think whoever it was who said it I don't think they meant anything by it but I took it really to heart and for years kind of suppressing my laugh um, which I have now reclaimed right Um, because because it is loud and that's okay that's that's my laugh. That's me, um, yeah. But for years and years being really embarrassed about my laugh and and, and you know I was a, I was a tall and gangly child with very curly hair which was always kept short so being mistaken for a boy a lot mattered a lot God. to me when I was you know 10, 11,
0: oh, 12. That's exactly the age I was when for some reason my hair was all cut very short and I was often mistaken for a boy mm. because you know puberty hadn't hit and the distinguishing features hadn't developed not that they developed that much over the years anyway but you know god i've got yeah. i've got and, embarrassment i am even yeah. bringing that up now yeah, and,
1: yeah me too for and there, there's a period of time where where i did not wear trousers Wow.
0: Okay.
1: um because i i don't and and I, looking back i can't remember why it mattered so much to me but there was an embarrassment Partly at the mistake being made mm-hmm. by an adult yeah. calling me a boy, which I, which
0: I, I kind of internalised, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. yes, they would have probably been embarrassed if they ever knew, but also there's that sense of not wanting to look like a boy when you yeah. are a girl necessarily, yeah. you know? That was what it was for me, like, oh, my God, I look like a boy. Um, yeah, God well, we're bringing up some old past wounds here. But, you know, we're joking about it, but there's some actual really difficult mm-hmm. stuff where people have taken on shame for when, in fact, you know, things that have happened in our lives have not been our fault in any way, shape or form. And, you know, yet we carry deep-seated shame for these things that we know shouldn't have happened, and I'm sure that presents itself Many times in your consulting, room, doesn't it?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, so it happens a lot, particularly in situations where there's been child abuse, oh. um, and 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 my clients are all adults, so that's something that they've carried into adulthood. So there's the shame of that being an unspoken thing, and often, if an adult is abusing a child, part of that is that it it's that. They're not allowed to tell anyone, yeah. and that secrecy brings shame and so a lot of the work that we do is about is about relocating that shame to the right person yeah, because absolutely. it's the perpetrator's shame, not the victim's shame so you know a- allowing them to to own their past and to see themselves as as someone to whom these awful things happened that they weren't complicit this wasn't their fault it's not their responsibility this was a this was an adult that hurt them yeah
0: yeah and you know it strikes me a number of things that these these things where we make the mistake and and you know that's our own kind of sense of messing up, I suppose. And then this other version of shame where something happens that was completely outside of our control, but because of the secrecy and because of the other stuff surrounding it, there's, it feels kind of similar, or, you know, obviously much worse um, when we're carrying um, something deep-seated like that from childhood, but, but this sense that kind of recognizing what's helpful, and, and actually in both instances, what strikes me whether you agree is that showing ourselves some compassion for for either having made the mistake or having been done wrong to that actually what's needed what the kind of antidote for it is a a bucket load of self-compassion yeah yeah i think that's
1: so so important um and and allowing ourselves to believe that we are That we're okay that we are we are worth having meaningful relationships with because what often what that shame does is hold us in a place of 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 we kind of get what we deserve right and and yes absolutely and so and so that compassion that beam of compassion on ourselves and on our and on our childhood selves and the situation in which they found themselves is so so important. Mm. And I think also stepping away from the stories that you know, I don't deserve any more than this. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really really important.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm and I'm mindful of the fact we're moving into this territory where talking about hey you just have to be compassionate just isn't enough. Mm. That the recognition that this is not easy work. No, this is this is quite challenging work. Um, there might be a load of other work to do first before anyone can even move to even vaguely offering themselves some kindness or compassion, dependent on you know how they relate to themselves and what they've been through.
1: Yeah, I think that's 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 a really important point. You know that that particularly at that really awful end of things, you know, even being able to talk about it and even being able to talk about it in terms of something that was done to you. And, and And separating yourself from that mm. um it, it takes a long time, and that's and that needs doing before you can then show compassion yeah. for that poor child,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, so none of these things are quick fixes, are they, but yeah. it's worth knowing that there's this possibility of moving you know from the story that I'm just a person that is overloaded with shame i'm an embarrassed person i you know identify with this way of being that there's always this possibility of shifting this stuff of kind of training ourselves easing ourselves out of these more difficult states and bringing ourselves a bit more ease a bit more kindness a bit more compassion but it's it's a it's a work in progress for all of us it's our whole life journey when we when it's our actual work as well isn't it
1: yeah absolutely and for those those, those things up the, up the sort of the other end, you know, my, my fear of being inappropriately dressed for, a, for, a, yes. for for meeting a friend for a coffee, you know, that, that holding that idea of, well, what's the worst that happens here, um, you know, and can I step away from the stories yeah. about how I'll be judged? You know, what is, actually, what is the worst that happens if I turn up in jeans and everyone else has got a dress on?
0: yeah it's yeah exactly we're not going to get cast out from the tribe we're not going to starve to death and we're not going to be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger
1: all really good things which was
0: great yeah (laughs) let's look at the positive of that i think i think for me the things that we can take away from this stuff you know the first step as has been mentioned in many times is 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 recognizing the reaction yeah and, and knowing that this stuff is physiological yeah And whilst the physiological stuff is prevalent, the mind almost won't come to, you know. So while we're fighting the rash or the churning in the stomach or the burning at the eyes or whatever, while we're desperately trying to work with that physical stuff, the more we resist it, it almost seems to prolong it, right? So on recognition of, ah, this is one of those moments, this kind of stepping back to go, okay, what would be the most helpful thing is not to fight it, to bring a bit more, like okay this feeling is here how might I kind of breathe into it and let it be it's a bit like when we talked about panic attacks in the previous yeah. one yeah. you know kind of not not fighting against it um, yeah. and staying with the physical symptom not getting caught up in the mind why is it here how can I get rid of it what can I do fix 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 actually going Oh, let's tune into the burny cheeks or the rashy chest and just kind of notice gently what's here um, because once the the physiological stress response system, which is what it is really, getting activated, supposedly 90 seconds, it can be in and out of the system. what fuels it is the thoughts that accompany it. Yes. And that's, that's the most challenging thing. Yes, yeah. But it is interesting to know that flood of hormones, of cortisol, adrenaline, whatever it is that comes at the point of strong emotion, it, embarrassment, anger, whatever it might be, but actually, that hit—we don't have to keep fueling that. No, I think that's that's important to know. It's that the, the thoughts we have, the stories we accompany this physical feeling with, are what's going to prolong it. And actually, we can be a bit more rational, logical about what to do next if we can ease the body.
1: Yeah. So, an awareness of what's going on and. And as you say, stepping away from those stories and the need to fix it, there's a sense of sort of naming it, isn't there, in that, you know, oh, embarrassment is here. Yeah, Um,
0: rather than I'm embarrassed, I think that's really important. Yeah, not to
1: inhabit it.
0: Yeah, because we always talk about this zooming out thing. Mm -hmm. If we're, oh, I'm really embarrassed, we're in it. If we're kind of stepping back to go, embarrassment's here, we can notice it as... This is what's happening in my body. These are the thoughts that are going on. And this is the emotion. The emotion is shame or embarrassment that's here. And then there's a bit less identification. um, And knowing it's a physiological response. Primitive response can be helpful in kind of letting go of fault or blame or, you know, this is who I am. No, this is what my body does. Yes,
1: absolutely. And that like 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 we've said so many times before that zooming out that being an observer yeah. of of ourselves of of our state is um so much easier said than done i know, um, <laughs>
0: I know that's why we practice life yes. absolutely yeah. yes yes but it,
1: and that is the work right that yeah. is the work and i think it's it's so valuable um because we all get caught up in that you know and 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 to be reminded all the time that 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 i am not the embarrassment but but that but that it it is here with me yeah
0: yeah it's my body is responding in this way yeah it's a natural um yeah response yeah do do you know the hardest thing is of course remembering to (laughs) notice it yeah not being swept up in it yes did you know that the word mindfulness comes from a Pali word sati which actually means to remember? Oh, so nice. There you go. <laughs> what an excellent place to end. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Adrienne. Thank you. You've
1: been listening to It's Not That Deep with Lucy Woods and Adrian Kirk. If you've enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe so you never miss an episode.